0: Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew. I'm a good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you?
1: Well, I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed on all my pants.
0: Because of America. What a good day.
1: Uh no I'm doing good you know I'm I'm actually struggling a little bit Andrew I'm struggling a little bit with the the um uh the the, the pot you know where, where I turn the music down I on mm-hmm. the old board I really had I knew where everything was I knew what volume I wanted where and I feel like
0: you'll get there yeah yeah it's just it's just re re uh, retraining that I've
1: got to burn the muscle memory yeah is what I need to do
0: yeah just some familiarity yeah.
1: It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful board. Uh, I, I will say, can we, can we do this? Is it okay if we do this? I don't know. I don't know what we, we're about to do. We are selling a no. Roadcaster Pro 1. We haven't listed it for sale anywhere. But if you or anyone you know is looking for an in-home studio type podcast producing piece of hardware, we've got one. It's going to be a smoking deal. It's incredibly well-maintained and cared for. I just cleaned it. I disinfected every inch of it. So if you want, if, if you're interested, hit us up, slide into the DMs, you or anyone you know, I'll give you prices, anything you want. And if you want can us we, to can reinfect it. Yeah, can can we have like a, a classified ad section to the, at the beginning of each episode? It's our show.
0: Right. It's our show. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> it has gotten the stamp of approval. Okay. I don't know if you heard the stamping, yeah.
1: but... I was going to say, I'm not sure that they got the the demonstrative because I saw it and I yeah. barely understood it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's hard. I don't have a stamp in my hand. What do <laughs> you... Fuck. Andrew. 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 How are you? I am great. I'm finally taking a big, deep breath. I thought you were going to say dump. I am. In my pants right now. I have <laughs> size 32 depends on, and I will tell you, they have been... <laughs> Life
1: changing. Wait, do depends come in like standard pant sizes?
0: I would think so. I mean, I, I would imagine they're not like size like children's diapers. I was thinking like small, medium, large, but I don't, I don't know. You probably need a better fit than that. <laughs> Maybe you're trying to keep a lot of. I mean, stuff they're they're in. like
1: adjustable, right? It's not like
0: uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not wearing them. You've ruined the joke. All right, thank you. If you know, slide into the DMs taking a big sigh of, a sigh of relief cuz the world athletic championships are over.
1: Oh yeah, and that was a hard thing for you. I think for most of Eugene it was
0: celebratory and fun and and beautiful, but for you I worked a lot. You worked a lot. I'm almost funded a Santos though. So through <laughs> in the last 2 weeks. No, 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 through but that that closed a, a significant delta. So that's almost funded. So that's awesome, but it was just it was exhausting. It was a Long couple weeks of yeah. wake up, go to work, come home, go to <laughs> sleep, wake up, just wash rinse repeat. Pleased that that's done. It was super cool. I did get to go to one of the sessions, mm-hmm. which was very fun. I
1: think you talked about another. I think yeah. you had done it like the, the day before. before. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, but I'm I'm pleased that they're they're behind us now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really neat event. You, you know, our city, it, 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 the world championships doesn't happen all that often. It, it's not as big as the, it's not the same scope as the Olympics because it's just one sport, but it's the same, you, you know, s- same width. You've got all the
0: countries there, right? Mm-hmm.
1: You've got delegations, you've got countries. Yeah, um, certainly
0: a small, I mean, you have to qualify for the worlds in a way that it, it It's a a higher tier than qualifying for the Olympics. It's a smaller pool of athletes.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe you're right. I I will say our city and our local planners had um, prepared for a much more impactful event. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't see a huge uptick in traffic. I mean, certainly a little bit more. Uh, but but road traffic was not hugely impacted. R- restaurants weren't hugely impacted. Um, the only thing that I know did happen as a result was that you couldn't you couldn't get a hotel. You couldn't get a hotel or an Airbnb.
0: There were also some really cr- critical roads that were blocked off mm-hmm. with like anti-tank, like beach protection devices. Right. <laughs> yeah. Th- that
1: was annoying. Yeah. Having a detour around, and they were in some critical areas too,
0: like yeah. like areas where you can't just
1: simply detour.
0: So, yeah, there's no simple detour for those yeah. areas. So, they're also heavy enough that you can't like get out and just by yourself move them, which is by design. It's just it's annoying when you need to get somewhere.
1: But all in all, I'd say it was a pretty cool event. It was really it was really neat to see all the athletes. You know,
0: you, you could see athletes just around town. And, mm-hmm. I uh, I met one of the 3000 meter steeplechase runners from Morocco. Cool. Yeah.
1: Cool. Was he tall?
0: Very. And he spoke no English. Yeah. So I sp- I speak just enough Arabic to resolve the issue that caused me to interact with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, steeplechasers tend to be tall. I'd say way Moroccan. Tall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I mean they speak Arabic in Morocco, but it's a weird Arabic. Yeah yeah well Andrew we are six
1: and a half minutes in so we're, we're six and a half minutes and 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 excuse
0: me sir and we're talking about watches today oh yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna update you on the status of my depend <laughs> yeah how's it going we're coming along <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: talking about watches today specifically we're gonna do it's been a couple weeks. And a lot has happened. And a lot has happened. So we're gonna round up. We're gonna round up Yeehaw. the watches that have the watch watches and watch ish things. We've got some articles. We've got some some releases. Mostly that's that's it. Articles and releases.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I that's felt like there it. must have been the, something the, the else thing, that the I could categorize. That, the things that gather our attention
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you, you know, you were you were a little ahead of the game with your list. You, I know you've got a couple that you're itching to talk I,
0: about. I'm so excited to talk about this first one. So I found this. Uh, uh-oh, something's happening. There we go. You lost so, it. No, I, I was moving forward and backward. Uh, so I found this via Time and Tide. The Laco Pro series lets you customize your ideal Flieger pilot's watch. And I was like, what do you mean? Bottom of the page, it says that you can, there's 14,000 permutations, which is something that you can pretty easily calculate based on how many options there are. So I go to the Laco website, <laughs> and sure as shit, from start to finish, you can. Build out your Locko, either in the Stuttgart or the, uh-oh, Karlsruhe. You know, Andrew, you're on your own, man. In either iteration of the laco Pro. So I started building mine, and I was like, oh, suddenly, I think I need this. They are going to ring in at... Uh, bucks right they, yeah these bucks things, they're like 1500 bucks yeah, i want to yeah. say because
1: it's not this is not like the auction.
0: no this is the this is the good shit yeah. um <laughs> and they're gonna ring in between 850 and 1500 euros depending on your options mm-hmm. so i didn't look at the price of what I was building out. But you can you can build out your perfect type A in a 37-millimeter case with a crown left and do all this cool shit that you... Uh, the things that we as watch people complain yeah. about, if it was just this one little difference, <clears throat> you get to change that one little difference. Super cool thing that I've, I've not seen on this scale. Yeah. Other companies have done this, right? There's other companies that let you build soup to nuts your entire watch but not Laco. not a brand this big
1: yeah i'm, I'm one i can't i think seiko actually has just did they announced some sort of watch builder too um which is interesting but this might be a thing right i think i read something about a seiko 5 watch builder the uh, or maybe it was just their Online. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it seems like this could be a thing in in today's day and age with the way we make, um, with the way we make products. A company like Laco selling a bucket load of watches. Like, we could do this.
0: Yeah. It makes no never mind to them. The parts are already there. They're on hand. You just have to have an individual go pick them.
1: You You know, I like this, but I, I'm looking I'm looking through this. So you start at 8:50, and I'm just going down the list. This is like. J- maybe not quite as egregious, but almost as bad as the salad bar at Whole Foods, right? Like add a couple of olives and it's like three bucks additional.
0: So, so yeah, but I mean, the, the big changes are, you know, you're going to pay more for a bigger case.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> why, why is that? Why is a 40 millimeter case a hundred dollars more than a 37 millimeter case? Cause it's, a, and why it's, is a 43 millimeter case? Two hundred euros, not dollars. Two hundred
0: well dollars now. Yeah, yeah.
1: At <laughs> <laughs> two hundred euro is more. Two hundred euro for a forty three versus a thirty seven millimeter case.
0: It's more steel. Yeah, it's three one six L steel. Man, this is valuable but, shit.
1: Eighty dollars for a left crown position. Like I'm some down of with these, that, I'm willing to
0: pay eighty bucks for a crown. Well, left.
1: well, that's. I think that's the point, right? Yeah. They're like, I mean, someone will pay for this left hand crown position, and, and it's easy to do. It's just free money.
0: Yeah and people will pay for it cuz that customization uh enjoyment is worth the extra money. Mm-hmm. I mean think of how many things that people are like yeah I'll pay $85 to have this monogrammed. Well, I mean some of this stuff makes sense,
1: right? Like anti-reflective inside and outside is a little oh 100 bucks for outside anti AR who does that? I mean some of this stuff makes makes
0: a lot of Additional sense. Additional finishing, sapphire case That's back right. is another 50 euros.
1: Decoration on the movement. That makes sense.
0: Is it worth 100 euros? I don't know. I mean, I behold it, right? But I wonder how much the, it doesn't really say. This is cool, man. First engraving is free of charge. Oh, so,
1: you know, the only thing, so I'm looking through this. Can you change like dial colors?
0: I don't, I haven't looked that far. I (laughs) I only, I only want a black one.
1: I don't know that you can.
0: Well, either way, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a cool a, idea from a company that I didn't really ever expect to see something like this from.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not sure the customization is, is where I'd want it. If, if you truly can't change the dial, you can either. So the dial options are either with printing LACO and made in Germany or without imprint LACO and made in Germany. And the without imprint is 150 euros.
0: I'm just joking. They have to, I, they have to, they have to remove the imprint. <laughs> they have some dude out there hammering the back of the dial and pound him out some 80-year-old german watchmaker that let's see if the dial's uh, if there's other color options for the other dial model yeah.
1: well, this is cool uh it not not going to be nothing but
0: also not a tremendous amount of money no but i mean it, what north of what you would pay for this watch off the shelf yeah which makes sense because it's going to be wholly customized you could feasibly have a one of a kind watch made by Laco,
1: mm-hmm. which is cool. It is cool. No, I'm into it. I I, I, I like it. I, I have no I have no actual objections.
0: I'm not a big fan of the uh etching or not the the etching, but the um FL twenty three eight eight three. Yeah, etching is the word I'm going to use because that's what I have right now. Still a little brain dead engraving that's the word i'm looking for engraving on the non-crown side
1: I, yeah i was wondering what you're talking. i got it i got it yeah that's yeah. that's the thing right nobody likes it when the brands do that and the brands insist on
0: doing it um I, somehow, there's some applications i like it i i do like it on the uh 30 year apollo edition of the speedmaster sh- sure but you know sure that makes sense yeah i mean i think it's probably also one of those things you like <laughs> it if you like it right I don't like it on any Invicta. I have yet to see a well executed Invicta engraving on the case side.
1: What's the, it's not the pro diver. What's Invicta's like sea dweller? They're like, they're hypey big. They've got like a, they use like a a old, like vintage brass hard hat logo on Mm. one of their lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I actually really like, I really like those engravings, but, um, Hey, speaking of too much money for an inconsequential change to a watch. Okay, I'm ready for it. (laughs) One of my favorite companies, as of late, Mm. uh, Tag Heuer, Heuer has released a new version of probably uh, its most iconic watch. I think we could say that. That's fair to say, right? I don't know. Wow, so they released, uh, they're calling this purple. The, the pictures I've seen, I, I think purple's maybe not the right color. I think it's, I don't know.
0: I accept purple. Blush. If we're, if we're going to stick to like binary, or not binary, but primary color names. Binary color names, good God. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to stick to primary <laughs> color names, purple is what you have to call this.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, a purple dialed, M- Monaco Basically, a full on modern Monaco with a purple dial. I think if if we're going to call this purple, it would be fair to say this purple skews to the red.
0: Uh, yeah, and and even some
1: pink. And 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 that's what this is. This is a purple Monaco. Purple has been maybe the color of of, of this season, right? It's
0: seeming to be so, and I I don't know how I feel.
1: I've seen a lot of sort of one-off releases in purple this year. I'm not sure. uh, I mean, I definitely don't mind it. I think purple is cool. But in fact, I've got a purple tie. It's my very favorite tie. I wear it,
0: you know. Mostly on Sundays.
1: Um, (laughs) I'd say I wear it, you know, maybe 20% of the time I wear a tie because I just gravitate toward it. I like purple. I don't know if a purple watch is for me though. I don't know if
0: it is either, but it's a really well executed purple. You know, it's not um, It's kind of sunburst, right? It's yeah, yeah. not it it's, it's not, it's not a style. Easter pastel dial. It's a really deep dark that sunburst kind of starts with white intermixed into it and fades into black. It's a it's kind of sunset y purple. Degrade. Yeah, it's a it's a really well executed purple and I think my favorite execution of purple that I've seen thus
1: far. So this is an LE, 500 pieces um I think that they're boutique they're boutique exclusives. So uh if this is something that interests you and you live close to a tag boutique, I'd say just grab one. I mean it's it they're they're not quite flyer price, but they're north of that, but you're certainly going to make your money back. Yeah, I think possibly. And, and and it's like, what a cool watch to have. So, uh Caliber 15, these are cool, man. I the, dig them.
0: This got me, when I looked at this, it got me thinking about getting a Horizon.
1: Oh, I, did, a you did you see this? Did you see this? The it, case back? It comes in 316L. Ooh.
0: Andrew. Now, that's, that's a game changer. <laughs> Andrew, what's next for you, buddy? Ooh, next up for me. We have another new release. I feel like you weren't ready for me. I, I wasn't ready for you. We discussed how we were gonna manage this and and I I dropped the ball because I was looking at porn. <laughs> I did so, I did sort of like
1: I, I sort of like ambushed you with it though. Yeah, a little
0: bit. It was I, was I
1: was a little sneaky.
0: Bulova. How
1: about Bulova?
0: Drops a We we've shit talked Bulova recently. We have, and they're they're and and with good reason. Wait, yep. This isn't like unfounded shit talking of Bulova. It's wake up, Bulova. There's mm-hmm. an opportunity here for some really cool shit. They're in the ballpark. They, cur- courtesy of the cur- courtesy of GMT. The citizen company. Yeah. Yeah. But their new release, the Wilton GMT with a Miyota movement. Don't love that name, by the way. I don't really like the name, and I I really hate the dial. Really hate it. I'm I'm <laughs> fine with the Roman numerals. I hate GMTs that have a globe map. A globe map, right? Yeah. Who?
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> it's so we you, get it. It's so you know what the watch is for, Andrew. I but. I'm, I'm I'm even fine with the roman numerals in this application because it really complements oh, yeah the like th- the the tuning fork logo that mm-hmm. they use it it's a it m- matches really well and I never really considered that but the roman numerals really complement that logo I really like this case shape i just i i don't like the dial. I don't need the globe map. If this was just a mat or flat or anything else, I'd be picking this up. These are 900 bucks. 87895 with the gold plated variant 875 steel with a blue dial. So it comes in two variations, steel blue dial for gold-plated. a jumping hour
1: for a jumping hour GMT.
0: Yeah, it's the the Miyota 9075 which is a great movement. Yes. This is this is cool. This is great promise. It only I think it only comes on leather. I'm not seeing any bracelet pictures, which makes me think it only comes on leather. And Bulova does this weird thing where if they sell you something on a bracelet, or if they sell you something on leather, the bracelet won't fit it. It's a it's a is that true for this as well? Th- there's no bracelet option yet. So I imagine oh, when I they see. release a bracelet option, should they, the bracelet won't fit these. <laughs> only 30 meters of water resistance. 12.7 thick. 43 lug to lug. Or no, excuse me. <laughs> 43 wide, 495 lug to lug. And I'm digging the direction Bulova's going. Mm-hmm. I can go with some design tweaks. Yeah, no. But I, I'm I'm, I, I'm super with you, down yeah. with this really cool drop, super affordable category in a in a it kind of on the tail end of this GMT craze, right? We saw a ton of affordable GMTs pop up over the last several years. They're throwing their hat in the game, yeah, and and I dig it.
1: No, it's a great movement for it. You know, it, frankly, it's it's it won't be as popular as the new Seiko movement, and we we already know of several projects in you know whatever our space. Certainly, in the microbrand space, we know people are going to be working with that movement, the Seiko GMT, and it's going to be everywhere. And right? they should, it, they yeah. should, they should. I mean, it's it's a crazy value. It, it's just a neat watch. The Miyota is more expensive than that movement, um, but it's it's a better movement. It's it's thinner, it's higher beat. I, I don't know if it's more accurate. What's better? But it's going to be a better put together movement, a better a better finished movement, slightly. Um, it's a great yeah. movement, is my point.
0: Yeah. And cool to see Bulova doing it in an almost Sarb case. Yeah. I, I'm with you though on the dial. I hate the dial. I,
1: I think these embossed dials, right? I mean, it's just expository. And and um obviously not literally expository. It it, it feels it feels uh juvenile to me. Yeah. What's the what's the company that does the embossed shark uh, Helsin? Yeah. I you know, they just it just feels juvenile to me.
0: Um, it feels like oh, ch- ch- holding on to these design decisions of the early to mid '90s as yeah. still reasonable design choices of 2022 yeah. is juvenile. Back that ass up. Yeah. As. Yeah, with two Z's. Yeah. <laughs> or dollar signs. Take your pick.
1: Or or yeah. That that's our, oh. Did that come? Did that come with the option? The the dollar sign option. It should. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I got another watch I'd like to talk about, and it's important that we talk about this one quick because I don't think you're going to be able to get it very long. In fact, I, I checked right before, about an hour ago, and it was still available. Let's just check real quick again. So this is a watch by Isotope, which I think is a really charming company. They kind of do their own thing. They have a cool design language. Um they're they're Mm. doing a thing and i dig it i dig it when a company does a thing sometimes i don't like that thing in isotopes instance i like the thing they're doing i think it's attractive i think it's tasteful it's not overly serious it's a little playful i dig it so isotope released a like no shit quanta saturation 300 meter diver that doesn't have a seconds hand Mm-hmm. has tiny stubby rounded off pink hour and minute hands um it's like got this great like royal blue and i think coral is what i would call the color for the numerals yeah. and the hands uh 617 pounds i think it's like 900 US dollars um they're only making 100 of these they only made 100 of these i assume um,
0: I think they're probably already made, yeah.
1: And they call the blue-pink color palette Blink, which I think is cute. <laughs> I really like these. The most notable thing is the, w- about these is they come with a Landeron, uh, 24 automatic. Landeron, super old company, however, uh, w- was dead for quite a while and was revived just recently, 2016, 2017, something like that. So these come with a Landeron. Landeron? Uh, the 24 is a 25 jewel, 28.8, Hertz movement, uh, 40 hours of power reserve. I, I don't know a lot about this movement, but i like, I like the idea of sort of, uh, democratizing movements, especially in a watch like this. Mm-hmm. It's a great price. It's a cool watch. It, if anybody who knows me knows, I love an H case diver. Um, yeah. I fucking love this thing, man.
0: It's 743 US dollars. Is that, is that what you came up with? It's I mean, wish it's what's on their website. Nice. That's Shipping good. calculated at checkout. So who knows what that'll be? I've got it $891 and 68 cents. I should <laughs> buy it.
1: We are looking at literally the same webpage. How is that even possible?
0: Maybe the, maybe the pound crashed since you refreshed your website. <laughs> uh the hydrium x blank yeah okay well are you still looking at eight hundred and some of dollars mm-hmm. tell you what i'll buy it at 743 and you i will sell it to you for eight
1: okay <laughs> sounds
0: good uh this is very so Labs feeling yep like super whimsical fun it's cool to see a brand do like do something so no nonsense it's all just nonsense. pure nonsense, right? I mean, pure this is nonsense. A, This is a specked out SoLabs watch. I do wonder about their logo.
1: Uh, you know, their logo reminds me of a logo from a brand that everybody will know, but I'm not going to name drop. Yeah,
0: we're not going to do that because that, yeah.
1: But a brand that sort of like makes fake watches and also does some cool stuff in, in other ways. Uh, but it just feels like... Poorly thought out to me, frankly, mm-hmm. um, but I'm fine with it. It seems a little risky.
0: Maybe lazy. It seems lazy. Perhaps. I'm wondering why there's a price difference in what we're looking at. wonder if I got like a special deal. <laughs> I've refreshed it twice now.
1: I'm getting a are better you price. On, are you on like a, a, a VPN or
0: something I'm no, on Andrew? their straight website using Verizon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's the Hydrium X Blink. Andrew.
0: That's cool. What do you got? Mm. What's next? What's next up? Next up for me, we've got a new release. Into. Well, a new wish. New wish. An iterative maybe release. Yeah. And this is an iteration of a watch we've talked about recently. Yeah. Into the King Seiko family. King Seiko KSK. It's back. The 1965 watch is being re-released, and it is gorgeous. And I know we talked about it recently, but I got to talk about it some more. The The lugs alone on this watch mm-hmm. are reason enough to buy it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come in at like 3300 30. 30, bucks. Yeah. But it's such a cool piece of history being reintroduced into this King Seiko line that has a lot of really cool opportunities, the medallion on the case back. So Ratsu polished just this, this to me is like kind of making the delineation between Grand Seiko and Seiko a little confusing because this is kind of in the world of Grand Seiko, but under the name of King Seiko. Which falls under Seiko?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think probably what happened here is once Grand Seiko went its own way, um, went its own way, mm-hmm. uh, the folks at Seiko were like, "Look, we got chops here. We can make cool shit without those Grand Seiko fuckers." Maybe. I mean that's I, I I mean frankly I, I there, think that's yeah. kind of what's happening here, I mean right
0: but also there wasn't room in the catalog for a watch like this with yeah. Grand Seiko already there
1: that's right there was no room for Grand Seiko
0: and King Seiko so
1: yeah I, we, we we're gonna sound like a broken record I really hope that they turn this into a thing me too King King Seiko I think that there's a lot of room there I'd love to see some modern King Seikos I, I know that we've got these sort of 60s.
0: That's a bit of a responsibility for a while to revive the 60s kind of heyday of this watch design.
1: And I think these are clearly modern watches, right? I'm not suggesting they're not modern watches. I would love to see like actually just modern interpretive designed King Seikos. So so maintain the language, maintain the ideologies and and give us some new... That's uh, a new King Seiko source material. I'm ready for it. I dig that watch. I dig that watch. I, I've, Andrew, I've got another thing. This is a little boring. So we, don't, we don't need to talk about it forever. Uh, but I read a really good article. This has been a week and a half ago now, I think. Uh, yes. Uh, by uh, it, by uh, a collected man who is a anonymous watch blogger that's it on his eponymous website i don't know if that works if you've got oh, if you've named yourself after your website if it's still eponymous. uh a collected man what is the future of watch retail uh this is what i'd call long form this is long form it's maybe not the most engrossing long form you may skim a little bit however it's well sourced Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well-sourced. The it, It's data-driven without being analytical. Um, it's sort of a conversation about what's happening with watch retail presently. I, I will say this article skews towards the higher end. So we talk a lot about Adam R.P.K., um, R- Rolex to a lesser degree. Uh, watches of Switzerland it is a brand that gets discussed in this article but and i don't really know if he if he uh is is able to kind of figure it out there's a few things that he says are, are you know this is what the data tells us but also the data is flawed in these ways like one of the things that i noted from the article was they talk about um watches of switzerland's sales their their retail their in-person retail sales are doing more business relative to their online sales in the last year, uh, but he notes the watches of Switzerland doesn't sell Patek, Audemars or Rolex on, online. They mm-hmm. only sell them in boutiques, and, and those are their oh. heavy hitters, right? So there's uh, there's some caveats that that he that he takes on. And, and also provides different analysis. Um, some folks are like, well, we're still recovering from COVID and other folks are doing well. So it kind of depends on the industry. But it's it's analytical in a way that's not boring and it's thoughtful. And, and I think it's good. I, I think my takeaway from the article was certainly in luxury watches, <laughs> retail is and will exist for a long time. I think it's unclear about less expensive watches, less than luxury. Mm-hmm. If, if retail really has a strong future, um, we, we don't know. Right. And well, and I we had Patrick it, it, Bremer on yeah. a couple weeks ago and he said, yeah, well we do that, but we're struggling. We're struggling with that mm-hmm. based on some advice that he'd gotten from someone from a prominent watch person who we know, we know who it is, but we're not going to tell you. Yeah. We've not, got secrets from you.
0: Yeah, we're not supposed to, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, but he was struggling with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting.
0: It, e- economy and luxury will always remain in brick and mortars. Yeah, we're, well, we're always going to see Citizens, Seiko, Bulova, G-Shock in Macy's and JCPenney and Fred Meyer Jewelers or Kroger Jewelers, wherever you are. Those will always exist. And, and you're, there, you're saying the extremities will always exist. The extremities will always exist. <clears throat> there's a, there's a diminishment in the, that midsection. Yeah. In the, the value you're getting isn't near to luxury value, right? In the way of your build quality, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck, but those margins are significantly smaller. Yeah. The direct to consumer model is kind of king if you're looking for a good deal and for brands who are looking to provide a good deal and stay viable without a huge liquid capital investment or sitting on inventory. Mm -hmm. If you can't afford to sit on inventory, you really can't afford to be in a retailer. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I I mean, I, I, I think some will
1: tell you if you can't afford to sit on inventory, you can't afford to be in the production and sales business. However,
0: to, to some extent, <laughs> we, we know
1: that there are many very high quality and very well-respected micro brands that operate with basically no inventory ever. So, oh, and there's, and we of, won't say anything bad about those, about those micro brands because we don't want to get
0: tart and feathered. But there's also plenty that sit on a significant amount of inventory themselves mm-hmm. without dispersing it throughout. They manage their own, mm-hmm their, their own workflow and their own logistics supply chain throughput. And yeah, I don't know.
1: Thru-
0: throughput. Yeah.
1: I like that. Did you just make that up? Is that a, is that a real word?
0: Yeah. Throughput. Throughput. It's, it's getting something from back here. <laughs> throughput. To out there. It's the throughput. That's how the process. <laughs> I like it.
1: I'm going to have to take your word for it. Yeah. So that's a boring article, but <clears throat> I, I think it's a super interesting topic though. It, it is to, I don't think it's a boring article. It's a boring article to talk about in this context, but I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a good read. And if if you're a nerd, I'm kind of a nerd. If you're a nerd like me, I think check it out. It, it was interesting to me. Um, Two two takeaways. So the first one I already said. The second takeaway that I got from this is that it would be, you know, we talk, we tend to think of things in binary, right? Even, you know, we're guilty of this too, Andrew. To say, you know, this is dead. This is the new thing. Um, well, we're responsible for hot takes. That's right. So. <laughs> that's right. I, I think that, I think when this conversation in particular, well, most conversations, but this conversation in particular, I would be, I think it's a mistake to compress the nuance here. Uh, that's a, that's a callback. So, you know, it's just a little bit of, if you know, you know, either. Uh, but I think it would be, uh, a mistake to pretend like, there aren't multiple answers that all exist at once, right? Yeah. R- retail sales are still a thing. Direct consumer is is a thing. It, it, it's different. I think that's the best way. Uh, the way people consume watches is different today than it was twenty years ago. Obviously, mm-hmm. and it'll continue to be different. I, I, um, I, I again in, in nineteen ninety, I'm not sure anybody would have been able to predict. What's happening today in watches? You know, it, it's just hard. It's hard. Yeah. But things don't die necessarily. They get sick. And they
0: wither. And then you give them some antibiotics, and they're back. <laughs> a new sprout pops out. Yeah, I'd like. I'd love to see a proliferation of, like, multi-brand boutiques. Because I'd love to be able to go try on watches from small brands. Yeah, I I would love like if worn and wound had pop-ups or or like well i mean they kind of do right well but if they had brick and mortars throughout the country sure you know even if you if, if i mean 30 is a lot but 30 covers every major city in the united states and then everyone everyone is within driving distance of going and trying on a notice or an instrumental, and, and a laco or, or a laco, or yeah. there there's so
1: many i don't know why laco popped into my head because i think actually you can try on yeah. <laughs> in other places yeah. but
0: but but yeah that the, the the opportunity to be hands-on with a watch before you're buying it because how many watches have you bought without ever having touched it oh most most yeah yeah most of the watches that i own Samesies. I don't know that I've seen any of them in person before I bought them. You know, with my, um, with my,
1: uh, like as as we get further and further into this into this hobby, you know, I've now been to to several windups and I've met people at meetups, uh, and, and so it's fewer and fewer r- recently, but certainly in the first. I don't know, two or three years of my collecting. It was it was
0: most. Yeah. How cool would that be to be able to go try on watches and yeah. and and curate your taste right there in a boutique. Yeah. That's not a boutique because it's not pretentious and douchey. It's a bunch of watch nerds hanging out with a bunch of nerdy watches. Yeah. That'd be dope. But it's expensive. It's wildly expensive. Right. And it would be the death of a lot of brands. you, you
1: know, I, I think I think Warnerwound there's the sales side of worn is clearly their most valuable asset today. They've got great, great writers at worn and I really like a lot of their content, but I think at this point, you know, the, the wind up watch fair and the, the watches they sell, the wind up shop are their biggest assets and probably make almost all of their money would be my guess.
0: I would venture. So, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I really actually like that there's a... So so that that's another thing that this article talks about. It talks about the marriage of content and and sales, right? And how brands, e- even sort of typical retail brands, brick and mortar retail brands, have had to incorporate, you know, Hodinky and Warner and Wound, and to a lesser extent, maybe a blog to watch. These folks invented the idea of lifestyle watch shots, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was the content creators...
0: Who built trust with you and said, you can believe me, and now you can (laughs) buy watches from me because you trust me. Sure.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, well, that's cynical, but I appreciate it. No, that's
0: it. That's what happened is we trust these outlets because we trust these writers. We've been with them for
1: years. I think there's a different thing happening too. I I mean, that's a a fair comment. I I think I'm referring to something a little bit different, which is that... um, the way watches are presented online is different today. The way oh, watches yeah. are presented at, uh, e- even a direct to consumer, or even a retail non-direct consumer, you-, you still got these photographs that are reminiscent of something that, uh, Ariel Adams might've shot. He's a bad example. And, and, and actually forget, I said that, but, but maybe something that, you know, one of the Zachs would have shot or, or something, you know, it, it there's a thing happening, I guess.
0: There was someone here from Hoodinky this week. He wrote about the games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I I pulled that link. I think I I read it and I got deeply offended that oh. he, that he didn't try to have a beer with me. Oh, <laughs> is
1: it someone you know?
0: <laughs> no. I recognize the name. I don't remember who it was. I mean, it's one of the writers, right? But y- yes, he was in Eugene, and he didn't. Have a beer with us. And,
1: and wrote a great article. I, would say. Did. I,
0: I enjoyed the article. I was actually, I was also annoyed that I, I didn't realize that Seiko was going to have like a little micro presentation there about their timing mechanisms. Yeah.
1: So, so a, a lot, some people will know Seiko is one of the main sponsors of the world track championships. They've been the marquee sponsor timekeeper for decades and decades
0: um i think their contract is up in 2024 and, and it'll get renewed but it's already been renewed to 2036
1: that's right so uh, there were some opportunities to to do seiko things uh, i I, w- I wasn't able to take advantage of that i thought it was going to be able to take advantage of and it didn't work
0: i i sort of didn't expect to but i was i didn't realize that there was a seiko thing going on yeah okay my next up. okay This is a watch that everyone knows. It's the JLC Reverso. A watch we've talked about recently.
1: Have we talked about the Reverso? Well, we mentioned it in passing last week when when Will was on. Oh, we did, yeah. Because this is one of those watches that's accessible at
0: $10,000. Yeah.
1: Well, not this one. This one,
0: definitely not. (laughs) So, in the Japan, there is a ten-item, ten-piece release of this beautifully painted grand few enamelled enameled reproduction of Hokusai's woodblock print, the Amida Falls in the Far Reaches. Of the Kisokaido. Hokus, road.
1: Hokusai being the painter of that
0: wave yes. wave that every college student on the face of the earth had hanging in their yes dorm room. And a lot of them now have tattooed on the back of their left arm. <laughs> it's a geosh green dial. I mean, this is not an accessible watch. None of us nope. are ever gonna see one of these in person. Nope. But I was absolutely enamored by this. I love the reverso. So if if like The Reverso was like a probably 60th watch for me Mm -hmm. and deep into retirement after I've like found a way to make millions and millions of dollars selling blood and semen. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is, it's such a cool watch. I've had the opportunity to wear one. I've rotated it. I've been like, I see it. I get it. I want one. I just know it's not a realistic thing for me right now, and I'm okay with that. Sure. sure. For a lot of reasons. It's not a realistic purchase for me. But, oh, my gosh. And this thing is stunning. So,
1: 18-karat white. I'll say there's two disappointing things about this watch to me. That you don't have one. So, what one, it's it's gorgeous, right? I'll, I'll admit that it's gorgeous. But, um, A, only 30 meters of water resistance. I can't dive in this. And, two... No, I'm not even gonna fucking wear this. I'm gonna no put no 316 a L steel anywhere on this. There's zero 316 L steel.
0: What about the buckle?
1: I don't think so. I think mm, it's white, I gold. think it's fucking gold. Bull yeah,
0: soft. I just feel like
1: JLC is kind of like they could do, like, do more. JLC, exactly. Like, we trust you. I don't we, know. It just seems like they're pulling the wool over people's eyes. A it little is bit. a bit of a letdown. We don't even have a price, it's probably like you know, what more they say than about ten thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> you gotta ask.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful. I I, I do it's really just like that. Gorgeous. Uh, there there are a couple of these. There are a couple of these photos that have like a picture of the Hokusai reproduction and like a paintbrush touching the back of the case. It
0: <laughs> was this hand
1: painted. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: That's why it's there's only ten. Yeah, the guy spent the last ten years doing this, (laughs) and they they didn't have a dial picked out, but they knew it was going to be on a reverso. That's why they could never change the case shape.
1: And he just got diagnosed with IBS, so they they had to cut it off. They were going to do twenty five originally.
0: Yeah, gosh, it's just gorgeous. This is this is the kind of like haute stuff that I go for. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I think I only get one more, and I'm sort of I'm waffling here, Andrew. I'm waffling. Uh, I'll just do them quick. One, uh, uh, Autodromo uh, introduced their 10th anniversary, I think, Valelunga, which I think is a super cool watch. I love this watch. That's it's like a $700 uh, reproduction of one of, of their very first watch. I think it's epic. I think it's beautiful. It's got a Miyota 8 series movement, which is... A little bit of a bummer, I think, for this watch. But still, the, the price is right. It's gorgeous. I love it. Okay, that's all I'll say about it. Moving on. <laughs> There's an article on Time and Tide about Taika Waititi, who I think is totally killer, just generally speaking. Like, I think that guy's rad. And the the title of this article is Taika Waititi is a certified watch geek, which makes me even cooler. And I think that that's He like, couldn't have gotten cooler, though. That's the thing. He, I, he's at max coolness. I I, not, I don't know. I think he turned it up to 11. So so just, just to go through the list, he's got a Pasha. He's got a Santos. He's got a 1200T. He's got a vintage 70s King Seiko. He's got a gold Speedy, a gold Daytona, a blue dial Panerai. And then it gets interesting. He's got a Captain Willard. He's got a Carrera, a newish Carrera. I mean, these watches are like, these watches watch, those are, are like watch nerd picks, watch that's nerd right. picks. Yeah. These barring,
0: are, barring the Panerai, that's the kind of the outlier for me. Yeah. Also, I think that
1: Panerai is gorgeous actually, it is,
0: but it's just, it's kind of an outlier. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that was his first.
1: Maybe it's big. He still wears it though. Um, my i and actually i love that watch i'm going to buy a right
0: the king seiko did you mention that
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. got this vintage kick seiko and, and a vintage willard it's a 60 yeah. it's a 6105 vintage willard
0: yeah it's dope
1: i mean these are like nerdy <laughs> pi, nerdy watches yeah it, it's some of them and there's nothing there's nothing crazy here well okay excuse me a solid gold a rose gold a, a, a rose gold uh uh, what do we call that? That watch, a Speedmaster, mm-hmm. and a yellow gold Daytona are both a little crazy. But I mean, in the realm of crazy,
0: yeah. But when you're that cool, you can do those things. Yeah.
1: The, these are these are legit cool watches, man.
0: I dig it. Concur. I'm going to rapid fire mine. A new Bulova has hit the streets in the way of the parking meter. It is a Bullhead Chronograph. Yeah. Called such because the dial looks like a parking meter.
1: Are we going to talk about Bulova with kind words twice in one episode? We're going to do
0: it because I love bullhead chronographs. I think they're they're just perfectly quirky, but still they're not weird, right? They're they're quirky. Yep. They exist for a reason. They're remnants of stopwatches. It makes sense, and in the in this platform makes perfect sense. Yeah. Super dig it. It's part of their um oh, what are they calling their their like reiteration movement. It doesn't matter. It's it's part of their kind of vintage reissue movement. Ar- or, uh, archive series. Archive series, yeah. G-Shock with a new
1: again Miyota movement in here, right? Yeah. Like Bulova's
0: doing things. They're re- leveraging the resources they now have.
1: <laughs> or 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 Miyoto was like get the fuck out of the way and let's leverage the history and actual cool shit that you guys could and should be doing
0: let's fix this G-Shock with a new release based on the advanced crew escape suit for astronauts it is the orange astronaut suit that you expect to see a 5600 in that full orange color American flag keeper on the wrist NASA branding and logoing super dope. I'm all about partnerships with NASA. <laughs> As
1: and is everybody who sells watches.
0: <clears throat> exactly. Now, this is the one that I was actually most excited about. It's a uh n- brand called Awake Mission to Earth. It has a BitLocker in the uh, no, not BitLocker. Is it BitLocker? Is that a that's a, a like a It's like an invisible QR code. Okay. I can't remember the name of it. Um <laughs> Blockchain, not BitLocker. Blockchain in the in the uh, it's like crystal, the NFT thing. In the crystal, so when you scan the crystal with your phone, you get routed to a live view to a human trafficking. Syndicate. A live view of cameras from the ISS, providing you views of Earth from space. Right, that's a totally useless thing to have in your watch, but it's super cool. It's also a very attractive watch. They're making 250 of them. It's cool. Uh, and last,
1: hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna come out and say it. I think useless
0: cool things on watches are the best things on watches that don't interfere with the watch at all. It, you you don't see it. Also, what a cool authentication device. Please give me more. Uh,
1: yeah, please give me more. I actually heard someone talk. So just real quickly, I talked about the new Valalunga from Autodromo. There's no, it, it, it's a chronograph. There's no, they interrupt the hashes at the bottom between four and six or four and seven. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it is, uh, or four and eight maybe. There's no, there's no markings because it replicates it replicates a, a cardhow right. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of thing. And, yeah. and I read someone bitching about it and like, how are you gonna keep accurate time? Fuck
0: off. That's not what it's for. Get out of
1: here. Get out of here. Leave. Leave sure. my life for forever.
0: It's well, awesome. Last up, Tudor with a big move coming in with a 39-millimeter Ranger. Whoop, whoop. This did is, we not talk about this? We haven't talked about this yet. That's your, that's your fault. And this thing is it.
1: I mean, we did talk about it because we talked about Henry
0: having a new one. I think we talked about it
1: with Will. I think we... Henry reached out to me this week and said, thanks for the shout-out on the show.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> fuck me then. Everett, <laughs> But do but, you have anything but else? Also,
1: but also, Tudor released a 39-millimeter Ranger. Yeah. And it's affordable, and it's awesome. I'm going to review one. I'm going to compare it to the Monta Triumph because I think that that's its closest analog today in terms of price and everything. Yeah. And I suspect I'm going to like the Monta more. But I'm gonna review them. I'm gonna review them. I'm gonna wear them yeah, side I by don't side, know, man. I
0: I won't double wrist them because I can't do that. I, that'd I can't be a hard pick because because having having worn several things side by side with a BB36, I'm like, man, this is
1: yeah, no, this I, is it. I, I'm I'm with you. you. You know, we've taken some shit for how much we love Monte. I think we're both really, we really like that that form factor. We really like the finishing, the details, but. Um, I've got no shame. I I think that that's just an incredible value in watches,
0: and totally it's, it's, out of this I world. I think probably the best value in that price segment. And that's it. I'm all out of things. I've done it. Andrew, other things go. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> gosh, it was fast. I, you're wearing your EMG Nemo yeah, again. Not it. a watch. Not a wrist check because we don't do that. But uh, you're wearing a watch clicker, manky strap. This is one of the Protos too, with a black. Dial, yeah, Nemo. And I just I'm feeling I'm feeling things, man. I'm looking at it, I'm feeling things. I'm feeling like, you know, when you see like that picture of your kid when they were like four years younger and you're like, oh
0: that's what I'm feeling when I look at this. This is a combo.
1: Oh, she was so cute.
0: Yeah, I like this combo a lot. Yeah. So my other thing. I was watching we have talked about it. Somebody feed Phil. And he did a episode in Brazil. And he had one of his meals was feijoada. And I saw it and I'm like, just kind of put it at the back of my mind, but it's always just been kind of sitting back there. Feijoada. Can I Google I, I Google it, but I can't spell it. So feijoada, it is basically black bean chili. Oh, okay. But so it's, 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 Widely accepted as the national food of Brazil. It's not exactly chili, though. It So uh, even in looking at... I mean, because you start with beans, so it can't be chili. But even in looking at a dozen recipes, this is like American Southern soul food. So what I did, I just... Hit some onions. So If you're going to tell feijuada, me you made F-E-I, this thing
1: and didn't share it with me, I'm going to be pissed. It's in my
0: fridge. F-E-I-J-O-A-D-A, because Portuguese. Started with some garlic, onions, a little bit of coriander, some chicken stock, just threw it in the slow cooker just to get it warming up. Browned a pork shoulder, a top sirloin roast, bacon. Threw all that in there with a couple cans of black beans, a can of fire roasted tomatoes, and then a smoked ham hock. And I just let that stuff, I just let it cook out. Oh, a little bit of cilantro. Just let it cook out. About two hours before I was ready to eat it, shredded all the meat up, pulled the ham hock bone and the ham hock skin. Dude, it was like barbecue plate in the way of a stew. It has all these really familiar flavors. Mm-hmm. It was it was straight barbecue comfort food. Yeah. It was so good. It sounds delicious. So good. Put it over some rice. Traditionally served with some orange slices. So that's what I did. I didn't need any of the orange slices because I could just go back for more and more of that slow cooked, like all those flavors, that saltiness. So my other thing, feijoada, F-E-I-J-O-A-D-A. I'm gonna am gonna drop just a link to the Wikipedia of what it is. If you have a slow cooker and you you like doing chili for your family, mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. this.
1: Andrew, have you ever had ugali? Ugali, yeah. Ugali is a Kenyan dish. It's a cornmeal. I, I don't really know what you'd call it. It's like a, it, it's like a side dish, but it's made with cornmeal. It's like this dough that kind of. Oh yeah. Uh, it, this, the dish that you were talking about, it's like,
0: it's like an uncooked tortilla. Uh, almost. Yeah.
1: They usually comes, it's usually thicker than that. It gets served in like balls.
0: Yeah. A ball. You smash it out and you wrap your food around. It. It's like a dumpling wrapper. When you told me about yeah. this
1: dish, I thought that would be great over rugali. It would be. That's, that's what I had to say about your other thing.
0: Yeah. So my other thing is feijoada. It's Brazilian comfort food. I really like
1: that you're pronouncing it right. You don't do that very often. I mean, you you purposefully
0: mispronounce things. There's no way to mispronounce this thing on purpose. There's no letters in places that make <laughs> sense. <laughs> and like, it, it you, like, You just have to say it right because. Because it's worse. It's like there's not a funny way to say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got another thing. Do me. So I have worn Rayman's. Mm-hmm. Uh, for I would say most of my adult life, I, I I bought other sunglasses over the years, but I have primarily stuck to Ray Bans and, and typically Wayfarers. i um, I did finger quotes just now. Mm-hmm. You're not an ESS guy.
0: Uh, <laughs> it, what's ESS? Those are the army glasses that you get oh, for free while you're deployed. Oh, you know those I, guys I tr- fucking wear.
1: I tried to get. I tried to get some of those BFGs is what we always call, or, or or BCGs is what we yeah. call them
0: birth control glasses. Uh, yeah, that's right.
1: I tried to get some of them when I was at basic and they wouldn't. I, I couldn't. They wouldn't give them to me. Hmm. I was like, "Wow, why, uh, <laughs> why can't I get these?" And they were like, "No, you can't have them." Uh, like I had to bring two prescription glasses like myself, and I was like, "But I want those ones." And they were like, "No." Anyway, uh, <clears> you in the guard
0: active duty guys get like nine pairs of prescription inserts
1: i think that's actually what it was it's because it was guard yeah uh anyway i've been wearing i've been wearing ray Bans for years and years and years mostly mostly wayfarers and i I, what i've always done is i bought the what, what i'd call the new wayfarers there's maybe like marketing language for what it is but at some point i think in the late 90s or maybe maybe mid 90s ray ban released a redesign of the classic wayfarer the classic wayfarer is kind of a funny shape it is a little wide at the top it's got a big taper to the bottom of the lenses mm-hmm. Um and it, it, it's a it's just a little bit of a vintage design they also is a pretty steep angle from the cheek to the brow yes it, it comes in it comes in at a at an angle that, that steers towards your face it's at like the bottom,
0: 45 degrees.
1: And so I think a lot of people don't like that shape when you see, it doesn't look like a modern pair of glasses and By design. Maybe perhaps. Uh, and, and so the modern Wayfarers are, are much, they look the same, obviously the same type of glasses, but they're, they're more, they're more modern. They're more, they just feel like glasses. You put them on, they're comfortable. They're great. So I, did my summer, my annual uh, losing my glasses festival in the last month. Uh, you
0: lost the ones that you fly lined together?
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah. Within like a, a week and a half of, of repairing them, which I was really proud of that repair too. It was a good repair. I lost them. Uh, so they're gone forever. I um, So I had to get new glasses and I went to our, my local eyeglass place and I tried on a pair of OG Wayfarers. Just like kind of shits and giggles. Like, I'm not going to buy these because they're OG Warfarers and nobody wears these. And I put them on my face and I was like, you know, I'm going to take a flyer. And so I took them right off and I said, this is what I want. And the guy who helped me out is the guy who's been helping me out for the better part of 15 years. He was like, you don't want those. You don't want those. Look, 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 the look. The classics. At these. Look at these. The classics. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know what? I don't even want to try them on again. They fit my face. They were comfortable. Just, just do it. And so he, he orders them. I got them this week uh, or in the last week. I, I gotta say, man, I think this is like one of my favorite pair of sunglasses I've ever had. And they'll last six months. A year. I lose my glasses. You most July's. Uh, but if, if things go the way I think they're going now, I'll order another pair next July. I really, I really like them. Now I, I think something occurred to me today as I was thinking about this. I think they're a little bit like a classic Speedmaster Pro. In that the fit is a little vintage. Yeah. It it's a little awkward. Like the Speedy Pro is is known for being a little long. Yep. <clears throat> and for Just you has to touch. And for you, it doesn't. You know, you've struggled with the fit with the Speedmaster when you've tried it on. Yep. I think that that's probably true for the Ray-Bans too. I think that the Ray, the Wayfarer classics are going to be too wide for some faces. I've got I, I don't know what's a nice way to say fat face.
0: You have a round head. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not like lumpy. It's not it's not like robust. It's just you have a round face like shape. Like oval face,
1: right? Yeah. And uh and so I, I think that works well for me and I, it might not work well for everybody. It
0: doesn't work well for me. I have a, I have a much taller face yeah. that's narrower. So they're just a touch too wide for me because I would like to be able to wear them, but they don't, they yeah. don't fit me right. Just like the be master pro. I
1: thought they were great. I, th- I, I, I think they're great. And I think if
0: you've ever sort of been on the fence, I'd say just do it. I also don't know what your vision is like, but when I put them on, man, I got immediately sick. <laughs> it's not great. It, I, I was, I felt like I was great. looking through 3d glasses.
1: Yeah, it, it's, not, it's not ideal.
0: It's bad. So don't lose your glasses.
1: If you ever see me driving without my glasses, it happens sometimes. It's, Pull
0: me over. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's against the law. You don't have a driver's license.
1: It's against the law. Uh, I actually uh, am not required to wear my glasses when I'm driving.
0: That's horrifying. <laughs> Just given having seen through your <laughs> prescription.
1: Andrew, I think we
0: did it, man. We've done it. We've updated you on the last couple of weeks of cool releases that we like, and if we didn't mention it, it's because we don't care. How about that? What?
1: Hey, you guys! Thanks for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. You can you can check us out. You can check us out on our
0: OnlyFans
1: at watchclicker.com or on Instagram at Forty and Twenty or at Watch Clicker. Look, you guys, it, it's a website. This is the this is what we do. We are the the podcast of the website. Articles, reviews, all the good shit. You can also, if you'd like, you could support us. And we'd love it if you did. Look, all the things we have to do, hosting, hardware, software, it all costs money. And those of you who do support us on patreon.com slash 40and20 are the reason we're able to continue to do this week after week. The reason we're able to put beautiful pictures that Will took on the website. And don't forget to check us out next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. But why? I don't know why I couldn't find the transition there. Did I miss a category?
0: No, I just tried you. at your sock. and he looked at the weird face I was making.
1: This is my Chinese communism watch.
0: That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, it's not an inside-out sock. That's just not in English. Oh, it's our mics are on. <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, you Because I can... Oh. Yeah, I both see the mute. They're both muted.
1: <laughs> both muted. Both muted.
0: No. <laughs> like, whatever.